the calling of the disciples, um, at least four of them today, Simon, Andrew, James, and John, our favorite being John. Well, actually, I should say Jesus' favorite being John. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> it's, a, it's kind of an interesting scene because the way the Scriptures present this interaction between Jesus and these four or that he just goes to them, he calls them, and they just leave everything. Right? We're even told James and John, they're mending nets with their father. They drop everything, abandon their father, and follow Jesus. We're told they just leave everything and follow Jesus. And, you know, you look at that and you say, well, gosh, what, what was the deal? Was Jesus just so magnetic that they would have abandoned their families and all of their responsibilities? No, nah, it doesn't. I don't think that equates, because that wouldn't be a virtuous thing. It wouldn't be a virtuous thing for them to abandon all of their responsibilities. It wouldn't be a good thing. And furthermore, you know, the Lord couldn't have, like, done some kind of mind trick on them to get, him, to get them to follow, because then it wouldn't be following. It would just be coercion. It needs to be a free act to follow. It seems to me that on a human level, we can probably glean what was going on, which is that they already knew Jesus before this scene. It wasn't just this anonymous man shows up and says, follow me, and they leave everything, some of them even married. That's not likely. What's likely is they had a relationship with Jesus already. What's likely is that they had already grown to know him enough to trust him that perhaps this was even sort of planned, that they knew, all right, Jesus is going to start this movement. He's going to start preaching this ministry. And they were already predisposed so that when Jesus called, they were going to follow because they trusted him. When they got the invitation, okay, now is the time. Now is the time. Now we're going to follow. You know, and they didn't, they didn't have any probably clue what, was, what they were in store for. They didn't know that Jesus was God. That wouldn't be figured out for, for many, many years later. They didn't know he was God. And they didn't know what else was going to happen. They, they didn't know that all of these miraculous things were going to occur. They didn't know that they would, you know, suffer as they saw the Lord suffer. They didn't know that he would ultimately be crucified. They didn't know any of that. And they didn't know that all but one of the apostles, they didn't know that they too would suffer martyrdom. They had no clue what was in store for them. What they did know, who they did know, was Jesus. They knew him, they could trust him, and therefore they could follow him. And everything else that needed to come into place would come into place. I've been thinking about this, you know, dynamic, um, as, as we ought to, you know, how does this, or how has this dynamic played out in our own lives? When I was a freshman in high school, 1985, 1985, um, 
my family wasn't really going to church. We were, we were the, uh, I don't know if you can relate, but we were kind of the uh, up and down kind of family. You know, we'd, we'd go, ah, yeah, Easter's coming, we better go to Mass. Lent's here, we better go to Mass. And then after that was over, we'd kind of stop. So we were kind of up and down. And we were down. And one of my friends invited me to Mass. He said, hey, come with us to Mass. It's, it's pretty neat, you know. Pretty cool music, good homily. So I went. And I, I don't think I missed a Mass for about 30 years after that. You might say, big deal. Well, I was in seminary for part of it, you know. <laughs> now I never miss Mass because I, I just can say it myself, you know. <laughs> if I'm alone, I just need some bread and wine and I'm good to go. <laughs> and uh, so it's, it is easier for me. But... Um, but it, it, this made a huge impact on me, right? It, I started going to Mass um, every Sunday. Pretty soon my family started going to Mass more frequently. I, I, I ended up inviting another friend. Um, and we go to Mass cranking Def Leppard on the way. <laughs> it's true. So we, rem, we reminisce about that all the time. Um, and uh, so, so a small group of people kind of rose up and were going to Mass. And then, you know, all because of this invitation I received from this, this one friend. At the end of my freshman year, um, we were taught religion at Seton Catholic down in Chandler. We were taught religion by uh, Father Doug Lorig uh, before he ended up uh, going over to St. Anne's and Gilbert. And uh, we all loved Father Doug, and uh, he's kind of a tough guy not to love. Everybody really respected him, really, really trusted him. He was, he's a good one. And uh, at the end of my freshman year, uh, Father Doug announced to the whole class, I've been praying about this all year, and I believe there are four boys who might have a vocation to the priesthood. And he named me one of them, much to my surprise and pretty much everyone else. <laughs> and, uh, but he invited me, you know, to think about it. And I was, I was thinking, I just want to date some of these girls, <laughs> to which then they just kept saying, you're going to be a priest, I can't go out with you, which I thought was way too convenient. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's true, this is exactly what happened. But obviously, because of that invitation, right, I started thinking about it. I started thinking about it. You know, and you, you, as you're discerning anything in life, you, you, you question all kinds of things. And, you know, and I was not one of those guys who, who had a vision at a young age that he was going to be a priest or that none of that. I wasn't really the guy that people thought would be a priest. But so it turned out. It also turned out that one of the other four also got ordained. And he was the guy driving when we were cranking Def Leppard. <laughs> Absolutely true. Both of us graduated together. Just because of an invitation. I did not see any possibility in it at all. I mean, how could you at, you know, 15 years old? You're, you just, you don't know. You don't see the possibilities of what could happen. But, but he did. But I trusted him. I trusted Father Doug, and he had earned my trust. He was worthy of it, very much so, my entire life. 
he's been worthy of it. And because of that trust, I listened to the invitation. I listened to the invitation. I was talking to somebody just recently, you know, about this, and they, they said to me, you know, you invited me to church. I was probably, I was leading music at that point at, uh, at a church in the, on the east side, and uh, I was 19 or 20 or something like that. Um, and I invited him, and he said, you know, that, that changed my life. He said, I, I, I don't even know if I would be Catholic if it wasn't for that invitation. And he's gone on to, to that's where he met his wife, and, and of course he has, he has beautiful kids and a beautiful family, just because I invited him. I didn't really do anything amazing. I, I don't even know that Father Doug did anything amazing. He just tried to listen to God and invited. That's all he did. But you look at just a couple of people and how many lives have been changed and touched because of those invitations. It's, it's amazing. This is how God works. He works through us. He wants us to be a part of this mission of evangelization, of bringing people to Him. Just like He saved us through our nature, through our nature, each one of us, He wants to bring more and more people to salvation. Some amazing things are happening at this parish already. We're seeing a, a pretty big upswing in, in uh, people joining the parish. I was just told just, just last week nine families joined, which, I mean, nine doesn't sound like a lot. It's a lot in a week. I remember a couple weeks ago we were, we were uh, sitting together, the staff, on a Monday, and we are talking about, yeah, we, we're hearing people are, you know, we're just trading stories from Sunday, and people are introducing themselves to us. And we went back to the office, and, and in that amount of time, in a half day, three families had just joined. It's great. And if you're one of those new families, we're so glad you're here. I really hope that everyone feels welcome. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to be that parish where kids are cranking Def Leppard going to church. No, they're probably not cranking Def Leppard. Um, and what I mean by that is, it's not about the music, right? It's about the, the idea that people feel welcome. That even they, in their you know, current existential situation, <laughs> their current, you know, life, feel welcome. And you might think, well, you know, I don't know about that friend. I don't know if they're going to fit in. They're, they're, pretty, they're pretty off the mark. Trust me, they'll fit in. This is the place people go who know they need grace, who know that they're sinners, who know that they need help. That's why we're here. We'll let the best of the best go to some other church. We're the place where we know we need Jesus. We need His help. We need His salvation. We need His goodness. You know, I was... Uh, it's funny, I went back to, uh, to Seton a year after I graduated. Um, I mean, a year after I was ordained. And uh, there were still some of the staff there. And um, I, I said Mass and... Afterward, the staff said, we didn't think you were priest material. <laughs> I'm telling you, that, that's, that's how it was. And um, 
So you just never know. I'm not saying that, you know, that means there's a bunch of priests. There might be, you know, there might be one or two. But you might think, am I good enough to be here? Is my friend good enough to be here? Are they? It doesn't matter about that. It just matters about listening to Jesus and saying yes to the invitation. Because he's going to keep inviting us in our private lives, our personal lives, and he wants us to invite people out there your friends in high school, your friends at work, your family members who have fallen away. You don't need to beat them up. Just invite them and see what God might do. God is a God who does the impossible. He does the amazing over and over. All we have to do is give him the opportunity and give him a chance. And amazing things can happen in our lives. Please stand.